0: If you're running a business or have a significant role in one, you have problems and little fires that come up every single day. How you deal with them determines how successful your business is currently and how much it could grow. This podcast combines NLP with tactical solutions to help you solve those problems and accelerate your growth. Hi, I'm Kaylin Ellsbury, and I've been coaching entrepreneurs and executives for years. And When I discovered NLP, my entire world changed. I've grown up my entire life living inside hospitals, battling cystic fibrosis, and now I'm speaking all over the world and helping transform corporations from some of the very tactics you will learn here. Things like preventing burnout, improving productivity, increasing sales, and sharing the systems and processes to create a life where you are consistently a high performer. Welcome to Shark School. What's up, Sharks? How are you today? This is going to be a fun little show, and it comes to me from a question I received by Aaron Mendelowitz. I hope I pronounced that right. You even sent me a voice recording of how to pronounce your name. It's just spelled funny like Clintus, so it just confuses me, and I apologize. But Aaron Mendelowitz, and he's one of the Sharks in our Grow and social media course, and he's a marketing entrepreneur with a really cool, <laughs> I mean, really cool strategy. What he does is every day he posts different marketing idea for an entrepreneur and I think it's a 100 days campaign. So it's kind of fun to follow along with him and see what he's helping other entrepreneurs do and ways that they're able to do some creative problem solving. So when I received his question, I was a little like, okay, okay, we can work with this. Um, Because this is a guy that once he figures it out, he will get it done. So his question reads, What's more important? A definite goal or solid habits? Now, I'm going to let you all know that this episode will contain trance-like language. So technically, I think a hypnotic language pattern is basically what I'm going to run on you. And I'm really going to talk a little bit in the beginning as if it is specifically to Aaron. So I do want to let you know it's a good one to not drive while listening to and also do not operate heavy machinery. If you feel that you right now are really confused on a definite goal or solid habits, pause this, get to a place where you can just sit, melt on your couch, Um, Pull over on the side of the road. Really allow yourself that moment of taking a break throughout the day because this one's going to be very entertaining for the first few minutes if this is actually a problem that you're facing right now in the moment. So I know that you are wondering what's more important, a definite goal or solid habits, and I realize you already know that. I can see you believe that it's one or the other when you probably also know it's both and neither. I don't think that's the actual question. So you can't accomplish a goal without solid habits, and solid habits will eventually lead you to a goal being attained. And I know that you knew that. And by asking that question, I know you came here for a purpose. I'm sure you're well aware that your question doesn't necessarily serve the underlying question, which I bet you're upset about that. Don't prioritize goals over habits or habits over goals. Listening to this, you will get better and better, and as you listen closely, you will learn faster. Your question means you know it already. We're going to shift into the academia section right now. So both are important. Goals and habits are both important. And also both are not important at all. So the question you're probably asking is, is how do I accomplish what I want to accomplish? How do I move forward into a life that serves me better? Let me ask you, what is it that you actually want? See, every decision you make moves you to an outcome. And if, a, and if outcome is a, a word choice that's a little woo-woo for you, I, I get it. I've been there. You know, like it's all meditation junkies, et cetera. Um, we, we want tactics here. That's why you're at NLP for entrepreneurs, right? You want the hardcore business tactics to go along with your question. So consider this. If you don't like the word outcome, consider this. Every decision you make has a consequence. Even no decision is a decision. Y'all can get that? So the reason is, what habits do you want that will lead you to the life of maximum possibility? Because if you refuse to find an outcome, you'll find a consequence. Every action leads to a result. So by not having a goal, you essentially give up your choices. By having a goal and evaluating your action steps and habits, you can always pivot, but it does give you more choice. So I have a girlfriend. And if you ask her, you know, hey, what are your top five goals, she really doesn't seem to have any. Which at first sounds like I'm mocking her, but I'm actually not. It's just that's something she doesn't spend a lot of positive energy thinking about. You know, she's got her own things going on, and you're like, well, are you goal oriented? And she might be like, you know, sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. So, like, she's not waking up in pursuit of the goals. And yet, every single day, on an automatic response from the day before, she makes her calls. She's a pharmaceutical rep. Okay. So, she makes her calls. She follows up with leads. She closes deals. And about every two weeks, she gets a large paycheck because um, pharma reps, you know, if they're good, they're, they're crushing it. And she takes that paycheck, she invests, she bought a home. Um, she is the breadwinner in this family. So go, go you girl, um, shadow that glass ceiling. And she actually provides for her family, which by the way, real quick, there is no such thing as a glass ceiling when it comes to learning language patterns. We can have that in another episode if you guys all DM me freaking out about that. Uh, But she provides for her family. She bought the home. She's the breadwinner, all that stuff. Nice life, right? Well, the thing is, is if it works for her, then not necessarily having a goal is fantastic because it's what's working for her. So fast forward, my guess is that one day she's going to wake up and she's going to wonder what she could have done or what she could have accomplished outside of her sales accomplishments and the home and the family and everything else that, that she's working on. She might even start to wonder if she could have her own company, if she could have reached higher, if she could have been promoted, if she could have learned additional skills. And I'm going to assume that she's had that feeling already, but she's never acted on that feeling. See, we all have goals that we want to accomplish and ideas that we have that want to move us forward, but most of us, we are missing the major part. And the part that makes the successful people more successful than the average is the ability to take insane action towards that. So she might have had an idea of a goal she wanted, It's just she doesn't necessarily pursue it. And there are always way too many. We live in an abundance mentality. There's a thousand things at any given second to really consider and to pursue. So she's probably strategically picking which one she thinks she has the most chance and likelihood of accomplishing. Because, see, when you have a goal, other people create goals for you. Or when you don't have a goal, let me change that. When you don't have a goal, other people create goals for you. And it rids you the power of your possibilities, Now, we don't know that she doesn't have any goals, right? She's just not very goal-oriented, but every human has some part of them that they want to strive for, whether it's surpassing their quota, taking care of their family, running a marathon. It is impossible to float through life. I mean, we have on average 50,000 thoughts a day, and humans are wired to categorize their life by past, present, and future tense. Some of us live in the past, and when we live in the past, that makes us... um, you know, it might make us more melancholic. It might make us a little sad. When we live in the future, we tend to be a little bit more anxious because we're not quite sure what's happening um, or what could happen. And then we live in the present. So we like filter between those three different ways of viewing the world at all given times. Okay. So she may have a goal. She just not might not be open to get it. But all humans have to have goals because we're categorizing our life by our past, present, and future tense. So you may not be aware of what your unconscious goals are, like my friend, but they do drive your behavior still. So now we're getting into the part of the unconscious versus the conscious. So no matter what, we're on autopilot throughout the day, 50,000 thoughts, and we're oscillating. Nice word choice, go me. They are oscillating (laughs) between past, present, and future. And at any given time, you have goals. So let's say Um, you're like, you know what? I'm not quite sure I'm picking up what you're putting down, Kaylin. Cool story. I got you. Stick with it. Like all of our podcasts, at first it's confusing and then as it wraps around the end, you'll be like, oh, click, click. So take a homeless person on the corner, okay? Clearly, most people would say they don't have any goals. This is not accurate. See, the homeless people on the corner who may not have a lot of the goals in our traditional sense of the word, they're still trying to get more resources. So a goal is actually the end resource that you want. And so in their situation, it's food, water, money, et cetera. Like whatever it is that they're trying to get throughout that day, that is technically considered one of the goals that they have. It's what resources they want to accomplish. Or for some of them, they might want to just accomplish having time to themselves, right? And so time is that resource for them. So their only goal is to live through the day and gain the resources they need to continue another day. Or in some situations... Even if their goal isn't to live through their day, their goal may to not be to live through the day, which is incredibly sad to think about. But some people, when they wake up in the morning, they have depleted all possibility and all resource, and it gets to the point where their goal is to not live through the day. So we are acting in pursuit of our realized and unrealized goals, and that creates what's called your sense of habit. So in my book, by the way, it is on Amazon, it's called I Am the Untold Story of Success. I go into an entire chapter on habit formation referencing one of my all-time favorite humans, Martin Grunberg, who actually wrote the book, The Habit Factor. And I'm going to read you an excerpt from my book right now with the disclaimer that when you model the people that are accomplishing the things you want to accomplish, you will discover they have a core set of habits. And all of these core sets of habits that they have in common determines how successful they are in achieving whatever they set out to do. And in this situation, when I when I took the book, let me explain a little bit. I was, gosh, what was I, 30-something percent lung function? I was in the hospital with cystic fibrosis, and I wanted to believe that there was a better path for me. Regardless of whatever my lung function did, my prognosis, I wanted to believe that there was a future that I could move towards, okay? And I set out on LinkedIn to network with as many millionaires, billionaires, successful entrepreneurs as I wanted. Because my thought back then was, if I just had more money, I could get off a disability, And I could put it towards creating products, services, whatever I decided to do. And at the time, it was a recruiting company. So that way, I could give back to the community to give other patients with cystic fibrosis the possibility that they did not need to settle for being disabled. Kind of bold. And that was my strategy. So I got really great on LinkedIn. Um, Hey, (laughs) some of you guys listen from LinkedIn. So I just want to say thank you. And uh, I started reaching out to entrepreneurs, millionaires, billionaires, and asking them if they'd wanna be interviewed. And when I got to the chapter on habit, I didn't really have any ideas. Like I didn't study interviewing techniques. I'm just like, "Eh, I'm a kid in the hospital. Let me do what I gotta do. And um, I found that they all had five core habits that were common and they were all moved toward habits, right? They weren't thinking of things they were afraid of. They were thinking about what they wanted to achieve, their outcome, their consequence, their goal. And I boiled that all down into this one chapter and then I interviewed my friend, Martin Grenberg, who explained to me the concept of habits. So I'm going to share some of that with you now, um, with the disclaimer that, yeah, if, if you like this shit, you got to go read the book. Um, that's where the magic's at, right? So let's get into it. How you do anything is how you do everything. T. Harvecker, author and motivational speaker. What causes a habit? A daily routine built on good habits is the difference that separates the most successful amongst us from everyone else. Darren Hardy, author. In recent studies, New York Times bestselling author Charles Duhigg explains that an estimated 40 to 50% of our daily routines are from habit. Our subconscious mind is going through emotions, and over time, the good and the bad habits show. We wake up, brush our teeth, we pour ourselves a cup of coffee, we have our morning routines before we get in our car and drive to work. All of this is usually on autopilot for most of us. We probably spend the first part of our days checking emails, then reacting to whatever we read, and at the end of the day, we drive home, past the same stores, past the same route on the same traffic as the day before. Habit. We are driven to routine. See, humans in NLP, the mind uh, searches out for the least path of resistance. So whatever's easiest to accomplish. And so that routine creates that flexibility. So it's all routine and it becomes habit over time. So the people who are incredibly fit, they have a habit of working out and selecting healthy, nutritious meals. People who run successful companies have a habit of waking up early, planning their day, being proactive instead of reactive. All the other things that go into being a successful entrepreneur, they've cultivated those habits. Now, conversely, people who aren't in good shape have the bad habit of eating poorly. Sure, there's medical things that come up, but in a lot of situations, your body is a direct reflection of the habits you have. Your company is a direct reflection of the habits you have. Your lifestyle is a direct reflection of the habits and priorities you have. So people who can't even seem to hold a job, you know, they're in an interview and you're like, wow, you're kind of jumpy on your resume, chances are they developed a habit of every let's say it's every six months that they leave a company, they've developed a habit of they have something that happens that day and they think to themselves, I'm only six months in, let me find something else. It's become a habit. So just think about that. Motivation is what gets you started and habit is what keeps you going. This came from Jim Rohn, an entrepreneur and author. So a habit, we're going to break down what it is. It consists of three parts. So there's a cue, a routine, end of reward. So think about what typically happens at the afternoon in the office, right? So we're all sitting there in our cubicles and one person begins to yawn. Well, that is a contagious cue, okay? You ever just made me say in the word yawn? That's mm-hmm. how you might be feeling slightly tired. The word yawn is a very powerful word choice. See, if I start thinking about yawning and maybe I... Mm-hmm. How many of you just did that right now? How many of you are really tired suddenly? Isn't that interesting? So the afternoon slump, one person begins to yawn, which is a contagious cue in itself. So the person next to them might announce for some reason they're very tired. They've been working all morning, they had a giant lunch, their stomach is settling. Another coworker overhears that, you know, someone's tired. They go to the break room, they make a pot of coffee. Well, coffee just doesn't taste good without creamer, right? And usually there's always some kind of sweet snack also available. And so on one hand, you know, it's just a cup of coffee. And it's a very seemingly innocent activity. It occurs between two to 5 p.m. on most weekdays at corporate American offices. So the cue is the yawn, followed by the routine of meeting in the break room, finished by the reward of that caffeine jolt and a mini break during the day. You can see how that habit's formed out of those three main processes. It's just a habit gone wrong. There are a considerable number of healthy alternatives to get an afternoon energy boost. Deep breathing, going for a walk, Chugging a gallon of water—not a gallon. Come on, work with me. Just want to say you were paying attention. But one coffee, one cookie, even just three times a week translates into an added—you ready for this? Twenty-six thousand calories a year, or seven point four two pounds of added fat. This one seemingly small activity will add almost seven and a half pounds of fat to your waistline. And it's estimated around 60% of Americans are considered overweight or obese. And all things considered, the sugar and the cookie and the coffee every few days can dramatically increase the chances of becoming overweight or obese. Mm -hmm. And so that was that consequence that we talked about. So our bodies now are demanding that caffeine as if it's the only alternative to a midday slump. See, it's the habit of formation without the goal created a lack of possibilities. The problem is the afternoon slump. The response and the cue, the reward, all the things we just talked about—the cue, the routine, the reward—that's just a negative possibility of habit. And what happens is we get so ingrained in our routines that we forget to think of the other possibilities that could lead us to a revitalizing afternoon. That's where your question gets me, Erin. Is it's not what's more important—a definite goal or solid habits? It's what you've subconsciously set that limits your ability of choice. So right after we got into actually talking about this podcast and you sent me that question you sent me a follow up question which was about how you're starting to train for a marathon and you want to know hey is this marathon actually like should the goal be the marathon or should the goal be developing the habits of a strong runner and see now that's a little bit more of a question we can work with because now you understand how habits and goals they go together but they also don't need to go together so in your situation of saying you want to train for the marathon but you also want to develop the habits of being a strong runner, you can do both. The difference is you might have the marathon on a deadline. And when you have something on a deadline, now you need to work towards it, but you need to be flexible in your approach. So if hypothetically the marathon is in one month and you're pretty well fit, because I've seen your Instagram, you're pretty fit. Um, Good job on that, by the way. I think the real question is how do I make sure I can do the marathon and then keep the momentum up after that while I continue to hone in on the, the, the habits that made my marathon performance strong? And now see, that's a different question. So when you have an outcome or a consequence that you want, whether that's running the marathon, getting through the day, hitting sales quotas, you really want to think of the time necessity. How much time is it going to take you, Erin, to run this marathon? And can you build that into your lifestyle routinely? You may or may not. However, once you get that actual accomplishment, because if something's on a deadline, it needs to be the first priority. And then the habits work around that. It opens up the possibility of choice. So yes, right now you wanna hone in on the skills of being a good runner, great. That you can hone in for the rest of your life. There's always something new to learn. And for something, I mean, humans have been running for what? Hundreds of thousands of years. I have no idea, by the way, how long humans have been in existence. And I've quoted this multiple times. So if anybody knows, um, please drop me a line. (laughs) Um, But in any event, so the way you would want to think of this, Erin, is if you have a definite date of a definite goal, work towards that goal and develop the habits as best as you can in the amount of time you have allotted. First priority choice of wins, right? First priority choice wins. From there, consciously work on developing the habits because you can develop habits of a good runner for the rest of your life. So focus on what the end goal is initially, and then continue to build the habits after that end goal is placed. Okay, so Erin, we are ending this with just being very, very clear, because when you log out for the day and you leave me a five-star review on iTunes, <clears throat> hint, hint. Um, <laughs> dude, I am funny today and smart. Um, No, but literally, I want you to go in relentless pursuit of the goal. And from that, you will develop great habits. See, when you cross that line at the finish, that marathon line, and you're really thinking about like, yeah, I did it, you're going to have another goal, which is going to be to have a better time, for example, or to maybe have less pain at the end, or to be able to get through without having um, expended so much energy. Then you build the habits around the new goal outcome. So you don't necessarily have time to do both based on the deadline. So whatever's closest in in sales, we call it closest to the dollar, right? The low hanging fruit. Get the dollar that is right in front of you and then build out around it, the systems and the processes that led you to get that dollar in the first place. Hope this helps you out today. Any questions you guys have, please, please, please drop a line to the show. I am in love with all of the questions we've been getting. Lisa's email inbox has been blowing up. So sorry, Lisa, we love you. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's super simple. So two things that we're going to leave you with today. Um, First of all, actually three things I lied. Ha -ha. You already know how to create the results you want. You got this. This is all within you. You already have everything you need to know to be resourceful. So remember, go back to that podcast if you're stuck on that. There are no unresourceful people, just unresourceful states or emotions that you go through that lead you to not having open possibilities for whatever it is you want to pursue. So if this is valuable for you, please subscribe. Please leave a review on iTunes or your favorite streaming service. Um, iTunes preferably just simply because apparently if I get um, like 100, I'll hit the new and noteworthy, which is pretty bomb. Um, We're at over 200 downloads. So love you all. Thank you. And uh, of course, if this is helping you, shout out. You know what I mean? Like share it with your friends. um, Share it with your business partner. Share it with your fellow entrepreneurs because this is the stuff I believe that really helps people. Uh, understand what's been holding them back so they can just go fucking crush it. Um, and I'm not trying to sound like Gary Vee there, even though I'm pretty sure he uses the words fucking crush it. But I'm saying this because when you have a passion inside you and an energy, you just want the world to catch on. And you start to notice these systems and processes people have built that just keeps them asleep. You know, they're doing their day to day. They're in their routine, right? We talked about the routine earlier, but they're just sleepwalking through life. And coming so close to death and having cystic fibrosis and all the shit I've had to go through living in the hospital, I hate to see amazing people with amazing potential sleepwalking through life. And so that is the passion behind this. So if you're finding this valuable or you've ever nodded your head and been like, yeah, I can actually use this, please like share, um, share this. It it means a lot. You don't know whose life you're going to save by sharing these messages. And then if you are listening and you want to really go into depth about your habits and your... Ways that you're viewing the world. We can do a couple of cool things on all telephonic on the phone, or I'm happy to come to your office, and we can do some real NLP coaching in the moment, where I can lead you into a deeper trance-like state and help you to understand the systems and processes that are leading you to things like imposter syndrome, self-sabotage, not having well-formed habits, and really taking you away from the outcome that you want in your life. And it's different for everybody, of course, but most of you listening might have some issues with some higher productivity. Um, You you know what you need to do to get to the next level. You're just not doing it. And this is all stuff NLB can help with. So if you want to learn anything more about that, all listeners get 25% off any package or single session. And, of course, if you have any questions you want me to address on the show, you know what to do. Contact Lisa. Duh. Um, (laughs) Lisa's at PR, like public relations PR, at miss, M-I-S-S-K-L-Y-N dot com. And she can set you up with a call. We can learn more about you, et cetera. So I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to let you guys get back to your goals. Bye. Bye.